Welcome to the Loomer Roundtable, a podcast where we pick one album, focus on it for a month, and then come together to discuss it as a group. This week on the podcast, we got a whole heap of people. We've got Jason and Connor calling in from Minneapolis. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Bianca and Landon calling in from Castleberry, Florida, about 20 minutes away. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, my co-host Henry calling in from sunny Colorado this morning with all of his plants. How are you, Henry? I am peachy. Um, so the album this month uh, was 1999 by Jovan Virginie Scott or Joey Badass, um, an American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, and actor from Brooklyn, New York. Um, his founding member of the hip hop collective Pro Era. And I don't know much else about him, but I'm excited to talk about this album that was suggested. And it seems kind of like I'm the only one who had not heard of it or listened to it before. So I'm going to take a little bit more of a backseat on this one because um, I'd love to hear what everyone else, um, how everyone else came across it and, and what their first impressions of it were when they first when they first heard it, which I think maybe would be a good place to start. Um, does anyone want to? start with where, when they first um, heard of this album, how they came across it. I was going to say, I'm kind of in your boat, Karina. Like, I didn't listen to Joey Battis very much, but then I watched the show Mr. Robot, which Joey Battis is in, and I was like, okay. And one of my one of my buddies told me that Joey Battis was, um, he, he has a lot of roles in it, but um, that was like the first time I truly listened to like, Joey Battis. So a little, a little while after the album came out, for sure. That's so funny, though, because I actually I started watching Mr. Robot when it first came out on TV. What was that, like 2015 or something? And then I stopped. Yeah. And the last season, I think, came out in 2019. And I just didn't get around to watching it. And I just watched it and finished it last week. Let's go. And I was like, I was so happy to see because I was listening to his music before that. And then when I saw him in it, I was like, oh, shit, no way. And yeah. then in the last season, I don't know if you guys have all, or if you've seen it, but uh, then there's young Ma in it. And I love her too. Yep. She's incredible. And I was like, oh my God. So it was just like, so, so funny that I finished it. And then we're talking about it now. Yep. He's a great actor too. And so is young, young Ma for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. He's it. so good. And I don't know, have you seen the, uh, he did that little short film on Netflix. It's called like Two Distant Strangers. I don't yeah. know if any of you guys have seen that. I'm forced Karina to watch. That was I was gonna say that's like the only thing I knew of Joey Badass was me and Bianca okay. watched that short film when we were hanging out once. And it's like dark. It's like really powerful and like yeah. poignant and stuff. And but I'd never listened to his music before or knew anything else about him. I just knew him from that. Very cool. Yeah. And he's like just his acting, it just seems so effortless. And I think that's the same way that I, I view like his music too. Cause I was, well, 1999 was his first album and it came out when he was like 17, I think. And it was just like, it just seems so easy for him. And the first time I saw him on Mr. Robot, I was like, he's got an acting career for sure after this. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling my buddy cause we were, we were listening to him on the way up to Minneapolis. 
and I was like, there were some 17 year olds who rapped like in my high school. And I was like, how the hell <laughs> did everything that it shit? It's like listening to Joey Badass. Like he's so he was like ahead of his time, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So smooth. Like already like knew who he was, I feel like as a rapper at that time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He seemed like so established already. Mm-hmm. But it was his first album. Bianca, how did you first hear of Joey Badass? Or when did you first hear of him? Or this album? I've heard only the more popular songs throughout the years, since 2015 when it was first released. Didn't know who it was, anything. And I didn't really look into it. <laughs> so that's really bad. <laughs> but okay. I listened to it, the entirety of it, studying um, the week I found out we were going to do this podcast. And here and there, I was like, yeah, I've definitely heard this before and it was really good. But other than that, it was, I felt almost bad for listening to it while studying because it was definitely chunky. I needed to just kind of make sure I paid attention. So technically, I've not really truly been like as attentive as I wanted to, but I've heard the whole album and it was very recent. It was really good. Connor, you want to tell, when did you first hear Joy Badass or had you heard this album before? Yeah, I had. Um... This came out in what, 2012? Something like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, um, I think somebody actually, when I was in high school, told me about it. And so I heard this kind of around the time it came out. Um, and it really is like of that era. It's, it's definitely like fits into all the music I would have been listening to. Um, so yeah, I don't know, it kind of took me back a little bit. I haven't heard it in a really long time. But I was like, no, this reminds me of I guess being 17, I didn't realize I was the same age as Joey Badass. It's funny. But yeah, old school, but in quotes. What <laughs> yeah. about you, Henry? First, I'll get this out of the way. The dollar signs in his name definitely kind of dated now, but at the time, super cool. So I remember seeing that being like attracted to that. <laughs> um, when someone's like, yo, check out Joey Badass, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. You've got the dollar signs. And so, yeah, I listened to it a bunch back in the day and it had unreal production. I felt like a lot of the rap that was coming out definitely had a different production style than this. And so 1999 came out and it really like set itself apart because of that. And then listening to it again recently, it's just interesting to, like they mentioned stuff that was so common in 2012, like swag. Like I don't, people don't talk about swag in 2021. (laughs) Um, That's so true. Swag really had its day in the early 2010s. Kind of a time vault in a way. Definitely. I had not heard it in 2012. I think I was still in like my One Direction phase at that point. (laughs) So let's just move on. Um, (laughs) I heard it for the first time when we suggested that this would be the album. And I I liked it. It was really good. Um, it felt it was it felt like really old school. Like, I mean, it's called 1999, so it made me think 90s, like style rap, and it's um, pretty retro sounding. Had a lot of samples, which was interesting. But let's get into first impressions. How did how did we feel overall about the album after listening to it for the first time or re-listening to it for the first time? Anything jump out initially? I, was gonna say, I thought it was kind of interesting what Bianca said earlier, where um, you'd like study, I guess, the music. I think is that, that's what you said. But yeah. I kind of thought the same way. It's kind of like it's 
it is more i think old old school vibes where it's like you you have the beat and the beat either just goes start to finish or maybe it takes away like a snare or something throughout it and then like adds it back so it's like not like super complicated um yeah beats in the background so it's like kind of more i was like dang i could really just like flick this on and then you know study some statistics or something you know but uh but yeah that was that was kind of my first impression and then i kind of looked into some you know listened like hard in the lyrics and i was like okay well he's actually got a lot more to say here than just uh kind of beats beats and he, he raps he raps fairly quick i would say on some so um mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i first impression and enjoyed it i guess my first like re-impression because i'd heard it I think I started listening to him in, in 2015 when his, uh, his second album came out. I think it's called Badass. Um, but so I, I hadn't really heard the 1999 since then. And re-listening to it uh, last week or so, um, my first like re-impression was I had to look, I had to look at his age to see if, if he was actually 17 when he released it because of like the stuff he was talking about and uh, just like how much more mature it seemed than a 17 year old. And just the, like, so, cause some of the stuff he was even talking about was political and 2012, it wasn't even that as divided as we are now. And, and we're in 2016 and stuff. And he, he still had some like politically charged lines and it was just, it was really, really good and interesting to hear. And, on top of that, you have like the the old school rap kind of beat on it. And it's just, mm-hmm. it all combines and like comes together to just form like a really well put together album that you're like, holy hell, this guy was 17. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. And then, and it's like his, his other two albums. And I don't want to push away from that 1999 album too much, but the other two albums are like the same way. He like knows what he wants to rap about and sticks with it. And um, it's just, they're all so well put together. Yeah, I didn't know he was that young. I, I listened to it and I was like, this is really good. And then I was doing a little research. And I was like, no way. You made this news in high school. Like, that's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was his first release. And it's like so good. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. But it seems like everything he does, he really puts a lot of uh, thought into it before yep. he puts it out there for people. So great. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Got Sorry, sorry, I was going to say a quick shout out to the, uh, the 17 year old rappers when I was in high school. Chris, oh Chris, <laughs> Chris Lucas and Ricky Spaz Hampton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 so uh, uh, we can find him later. Yeah, but uh, anyway. They can't all make it. <laughs> we can't all make it. Um, I'd say a first impression for me was actually that the album was a really good length. Um, I think albums, especially that came out around that time, were kind of bloated sometimes. I don't remember how many tracks there are. It feels like around 10, right? Something like that. That's 15. 15. Okay, so like actually still kind of a lot, but I think, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If you think of like hip hop albums that were coming out around like the early 10s, it was always like 21 tracks. There's, yeah. good, there's a good five that usually don't need to be there. So this was like good enough and like tight enough where it got to the end and I was like, oh shit, it's over. I did not feel that way. I felt like <laughs> it, 
the last, I think it's because the last track is 11 minutes long. And I was like, is it, oh, okay. And it was like, kept going. I was like, oh my God, this song is going on forever. And it was like, it's not a bad song, but it was just a lot. So <laughs> I think that one made it seem like it was a really long album, but I think some of the other tracks are pretty short, so it kind of evens out in the end. But, I think, yeah. I think um, that's really, okay, that type of track is, again, of an era. I swear, like, pre, like, 2015, like, the 2010 to 2015 mark, everyone's like, all right, we got to put one long-ass song on the album, and I'm going to bring all my friends on. And the yeah. going to go forever, and we're all going to take a turn. I don't know, it just, like, happened on every album, even, like, popular ones, like, okay, there's, like, the, <clears throat> um, like, One Train, isn't mm-hmm. that the one that does that? Oh, yeah. yeah, um, or, like, like, uh, Pinata on that Freddie Gibbs album, mm-hmm. it's, like, the same thing, it's, like, 10 people, long-ass song, uh, everyone's And then you have the, what, the Odd Future song? That's that what old? I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was, like, a thing to do back then, and it really fell off, probably for the better. Okay. <laughs> Henry, did you already say your first impressions or? Um, well, listening back this time, I did some more research first because I kind of just experienced it more organically back in the day. Um, and actually what I didn't know is that <clears throat> MF Doom has production credits on this. So does Jay Dilla. To the part about it being hard to study to, I think if you found like an instrumental version of this album, it would be a great study album because the beats are like just super in the pocket um, the entire time and now looking at the producers on this it just makes a lot of sense so yeah doing some of that research this time around helped me it explained why I loved the album so much back in the day basically and so when I re-listened through I could totally hear MF Doom on like Penny Royal for example but also yes Suspect super long Connor I think you totally had your finger on the pulse there one train specifically for sure like a bunch of dudes coming on a track hitting a verse and then bouncing out i kind of want that to come back i would want that more yeah yeah honestly me too i really enjoyed those those kind of tracks because it if if people know that they only have like one verse on a song or or only a a certain amount of time then they're just gonna like go all out kind of thing yeah and those tracks always have like insane beats it's like they save some of the best beats for that shit but like a Brockhampton track like that, where they all just fucking came on verse after verse, would totally love it. <laughs> that would be cool. Should we talk about tracks, favorite tracks on here? Did any stick did any stick out to you that are like things that you wanted to revisit that song out of the album over and over again? Um, I think uh, for me, it's kind of, just waves is a is a track that I just hear like all the time and it's just like almost timeless. Like you could put it in today and if it came out today, it would be great. If it came out when it came out, it'd be great. If it came out in 2000, it would be great. So it's just like, it's one of those tracks that it doesn't really have like a timeline to it. And it was just really, really well made. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually think the start of the album I think it starts a little stronger like the first five or six tracks feel like they're like absolutely 10 out of 10 tracks waves is great um I also like from the tombs and specifically the transition out of from the tombs into survival tactics if you kind of like separate the tracks from like spotify or whatever and imagine that as like one big song 
I think that's like one of the strongest parts of the album, production-wise, lyrically, stuff like that. We get a Chuck, Chuck Strangers verse, which is cool because I think he mostly produces this. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the first the first song really stuck out to me just because I wasn't expecting the album to start that way. It's like, I don't know, it was really like, um, there was like chimes and like old timey piano keys and it just sounded like such a soft opening and I really liked um, how simple it was. And it was like, I don't know if it's like marimba or something. I don't know, it's just like really <laughs> retro sounding like um, background and then um, just him simply kind of introducing himself and like, I love how he he starts off his first mixtape is releasing first track with like describing his style basically and what he's about to go into um, definitely stood out. Um, I kind of liked, I think his, his solo tracks the best, like those were kind of my favorites. The ones I kept coming back to were like summer nights, waves, world domination, Penny Royal is good too. Um, I don't know. I liked all his solo ones the best, probably I'm not sure why, but they stuck out. I don't know why I'm not good with names today, but it's always when there's a choir of kids in the background in any song, I like it more. <laughs> I don't know why it is, but whatever that one was, that one was... I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what song it is either, but I totally know what you're talking about. Every time it, it be kids in the background or blended in with rap, it's like so like much more grand. It's really cool. Like it reminds me of like the gotta have a good day. Like I love when kids are in it. <laughs> That's all. I don't know. Empty kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Maybe. I don't know. What's that? I was gonna say, is it is it righteous minds? Does anyone remember daily routines? I'm one of those. I don't know. Someone I can't remember. That, but anyway, go ahead. I can't remember either. I was gonna say I like I like hard knocks. I thought that was that was a good one just because kind of going off what we were saying earlier, how um you know he's kind of a he seems like he's grown up for his age, like at 17, like rapping about like, oh, like I gotta get out of here. I, you know, I want to have a wife and kids, but I also want to be rich and famous. And like he's like way he's like super self-aware. I would say yeah. for like that really showed I think in that um in that song specifically which is pretty cool and the beat's great too I love the beat <laughs> I think maybe that was like why I liked his solo tracks it felt like he got to be more self-reflective on those and it was less him showing off for his friends more him like showing more of him himself or something in the lyrics maybe mm-hmm. um, but they were good yeah anybody else have a track they like particularly you're a big wave guy connor yeah waves is great yeah um, <laughs> my are mostly nostalgia based though i i liked that when i was a teenager and I like now you know does anyone know anything else about like joey's background or um the collective that he was a part of, Pro Era. I didn't do a whole lot of research on that, but that seemed like a pretty influential part of his music making career. Um, I don't know personally too much about him outside of his his acting and his rapping career, but I do know that he hasn't released an album in five years. So hopefully he's gonna release one soon. <laughs> I think after he listens to this, He's going to be inspired to, to make that next album. We're going to influence him 
he's going to put something out tomorrow. <laughs> he's going to be like, I've been sitting on this show for five years. Clearly my fans are hungry <laughs> for it, so we're just going to release it, you know? That's that's a, yeah. Uh, it's just my two cents. So we're pretty influential here at the roundtable. We went around here. I do have the Wikipedia pulled up, and here's a little fun fact, according to the Wikipedia. In December 2017, Joey Badass announced via Twitter that he was originally featured on Post Malone's Rockstar, along with T-Pain. Badass also admitted to ghostwriting the track. Hmm. Interesting. So maybe so, he's writing music for other people. Yeah, so if he's still making music, I think there's a chance that he's going to like come back and put another mixtape out or another album. Is the most oh, recent yeah. thing he did that short film? Um, um, yeah, I believe so. When did that short film come out? I think um, I, years ago. I think, I think it was this year. It was either this year or twenty, the end of twenty twenty. It was like a couple months mm. ago, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So not even that long ago. Maybe he's just going to be an actor going forward. Never make any more music. I mean. I wouldn't would be, be ashamed for his. Music. Yeah, it, it'd be a shame for his his music career, but he is a great actor. So as long as we get one or the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be one or the other. Mm. That's true. Well, we've only got a little bit. Of, we've only got like a minute left here. Do we have anything else we wanted to say about it before we jump off? Karina, would you listen to it again, knowing that you're not a big rap? I would. Yeah. I, I liked it. I think it, it says a lot that as a as a layman in, in you know the the rap music world, I I feel like I picked up on like it was very it was really like special and for its time and just in general and and really well made. Even though I don't listen to rap music, it's like pretty plain to hear when you listen to it that it's really really good. And I totally would listen to it again. I liked I liked it a lot. The sound of it. It's great but, to hear. Cool. Wait, I gotta I gotta clear this up one more time. Bianca, were you saying that you it's easy to study to or it's hard to study to music? Because Hank was saying it was hard, then I thought you were, earlier you were saying it was easy. No, I was saying the instrumental would be easy. The yeah. instrumental would be easy. Okay, okay. That's well, what did you say? Did you say it was easy or hard? I said it was hard. Oh, said it was I said it was hard with that album. Mm. Yeah. But not with anything else, like easier than that, but just a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the kids. I heard the kids. Heard the and kids. I just, I had to stab or put the pencil down. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. I'm dinner. February.